0: Loud and Proud Champions brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union. cover is also brought to you by Smiths of Drada. How, in God's name, do you expect me to put a around podcast on all that weekend's action? Episode 215 attempts that and a whole lot more, but first, Oasis. Sing it loud sing it proud today. Lord above. That was some weekend's actions. I don't know what happened. I do know what happened. I can't put my head around some things. And some things are very well screwed on with, with my head. And I suppose what we do know is that in the junior finals, the will face Glide Rangers. That's going to be this Saturday. I'll probably have the dates and times of venues by the end of the podcast or recording or later on in the week. So stay tuned. I'll have them out. The intermediate final will see St. Kevin's take on Cooley Kickham's. In the senior final, we've already St. Mary's against Newtown Blues. Yes, already St. Mary's because, my God, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they won, but they did. I don't know how the jocks lost it, but they did. I'm going to get into more depth on that game behind the paywall on patreon.com forward slash. Loud and Perkins. it needs more details it needs it needs a whole podcast on its own so many things happened so many incidents, so many big calls so many wonderful scores so many pivotal moments that I'm going to have to go into depth on it and that will probably we be in the, the Red Star podcast I'm going to, when I go through the moments I'm going to go through the talkings of the game but as it stood the Marys came and hit 7 in a row they, they hit 8 points in the second half the 1 8 1 the first half and the, the second half, and the uh, the martins 1 8 2 in the first half. That one point in the second half wasn't to be enough, they thought they had enough done with that buffer of a cushion. But the the lost men, and uh, John Clubbuck gets a double yellow card, and then Conor Morgan gets a red as well. 13 men are these swarming, they're the only team. That are never out of it. No one with his other teams. Now I'm going to speak about the way. Over they came back into it, but they, with their scoring and volume, and power and ferocity, they can do it. And they can score. And even when they got two points in the first half, and they got it right back to, was it, eh, six two, and yeah, no, all right, okay, there's not that much in it here. And then I know Ardy or the Martins pushed on again. But you yeah, all right, Jesus, they can score here. Uh, we know that Ardy can score. We know that they didn't perform and they haven't been performing, but they still answered test that was thrown at them. They got the win, wasn't pretty, but they got it they they might have unearthed a couple of things free take or physicality inside men positions who stood up who's a, who's some player there's a lad that's a really good player and possibly a red star from that game. I'll speak about that later on in the week, but um yeah, as it stands, they'll be taking on new Ten blues who just Comfortably took care of business, took care of the Jairs. Really interesting start though, the Jairs got a goal out of nothing. Shane O'Hanlon flicked it to the net or distracted Johnny Macdonald or got the ball past the man he was from a long ball in. Took everyone from away from the first real meaningful attack in the game. And like, the Jairs, like they were, they, they, like they stuck to their task. They got one, two in a minute, a point at half time. Darren Alley kicking two scores Jamie Kelly got a couple of scores as well one point in it Michael Rice gets a piece of a score coming up the field but the Blues second half just masterful, like wonderful display um, they're their second half team am I allowed to say that yeah the second half again the mocked us the Pats were better um, in the quarter final yeah they, they, I suppose yeah they did they did kind of turn it on when they had to but today second half 1-7 no score conceded that's the thing about the Blues the that people forget they probably have the best defenders left in the championship and already had the best attackers so it's going to be some some final I don't want to build it up too much too soon there, there, we still have two weeks to go on that I'm going to be in loads of stuff on the intermediate and junior semis this weekend but yeah 1-7 the second half 3 points from Robert Carr in that second half and Kieran Downey getting the goal with the last kick meaningful kick from play and then I think people were just so bamboozled And still in shock From what happened um, In the late night game and the Saturday night game Between Cooley and Hudson One of the most outrageous finishes they get I'm still not over it I'm still not over a lot of things this weekend Especially the Martins losing the way they did And even just losing in general But like Talk about coming back from the dead Six points down clearly absolutely controlling it could have won by more than I think they 8 wides 4 drops short in that second half alone but Ryan Burns gets a goal out of nothing long ball in drops some spins on the left foot really lovely shot such a good shot that even Neil Garrow gets a touch onto the post and it still goes in that makes it 1-8 to 1-11 then this is the some moment of magic and I'm glad I called it right in Luke TV because there's such a mass of bodies but um, <laughs> it might be a tactic to do in the future if you're any struggling side, trying to get back into the game with a last gas uh, kind of effort. You have your really good, pure striker the ball, Ryan Burns, come out the field, take a short kick out, and instead of lashing a raking high ball in that everyone can see dropping for a mile, Ryan Burns cuts across the ball and just zips it and floats it. Lovely floated ball in. Like just say about 7 foot in the air the whole way like a daisy cutter but in the air really dangerous for a goalie and a defender to get an attack and see the read on the flight of the ball but just lovely for an attacker to go for it and really go for the thing and Jason Monaghan went for it P- fisted lovely off the crossbar he who not get away with it then? Bonahan um, follows it in the Hunterstown midfielder who can back in like he's taken off back on oh it's just manic but he gets the ball and you don't even think it's over the line because Neil Gallagher is kind of it goes behind him it trickles across but then it does finally go in then you can't believe it then it goes to extra time and then even Ryan Bourne hits a stunning free in extra time he was quiet really came alive in that last few minutes quiet Cooney did a really good job on him double marking him but then they then winning an extra time, th- in pen- after penalties. Cruel way to go out, um, good way to win, relief way to win, uh, real cold way to go out. Uh, but Neil Gallagher showed his experience from the, the soccer days with professional, with the Dark FC. Filled out the goals really well. Got, made a couple of really, really good saves. And then <coughs> the other semi-final, the first intermediate uh, semi-final of the day, we saw the Cavans really just tell you what they are coming with serious momentum and a serious kind of wave they could c- control the game and it's very unusual for a side coming up into the into their final with with, the, with such control that they had and they, they, they held over Roach so gutsy um, Barry O'Hare kicking some ferociously good scores um, but it was the two goals in a minute Shane Meade and Lee Crosby that kind of really just just kind of torn the, the kind of occasion just completely dampened anything down. The opposite of Cooley and Hunterstown they were they were really just closed the game out, kept control, kept the ball behind, braked countered, picked off, roached it well. They were a good side, very well drilled and were very well schooled, but they had the players to back it up as well, and they're they're going with the, both kind of everything that synergy of believe in what they say in the line, whatever they say in the line is going, and it's just, they're, they're, they're just powering for, it. similar to Cooley as well, so that's going to be a hell of a final too, um, then the junior final, Toker suffered, received revenge from Stabannon, in the same venue, Stubannon, Um, were just, just, the breaks of the ball went away, and they backed it up with good play, like Bobby Butler, got a couple of goals, or were really good, and um, Thor well speaking of good goals Jack Butley got the goal of the championship for me Jesus, such a goal Venom strike uh, On the turn That puts, that that kind of Gives <laughs> thor the lead But then oh, Stavannah the grind their way back into it Similar to the opposite, they learned that lesson from the first day they, they just got the nose in front Harry Butley kicks the free at the end to win it And push them on into the it's like it's a it's a tough free kick. He missed a couple in that first game, but showed he's back to form. Gets the win free, and does total go out. They missed it they kicked an awful lot of ways, but put on put on an awful lot of that pressure. we am gonna talk about all this, um, in the Red Star podcast as well. But then who was the man in face? Glide Rangers. That was a gutsy battle from uh, the Tones. They really put it up to them, considering like they're in three B, and. That's the first semi-final since 1993. It's some goal and it's some sign of the progress they had. They're really building their good, energetic, solid, solid, decent side to throw everything at it. They, they stayed in the game through Rory Taft's free kicks, uh, but Kieran Sheridan gets a goal made for a left four. On that side, he buries it in the first half, gives it the ascendancy. Chris Cuddland has a chance to get a goal before half-time, misses it, but then makes up with, for two goals in the second half to make it tight. Oshie Lindstone slams the door shut with a goal, and then he gets a point. When the Tones still come back to make the three-point game, the the Glide just push on with two points. Um, Alan Kirk and lynch getting the, the two kind of insurance points to make it more of the score game. So they'll come with massive momentum and that kind of, like... That record of losing finals that they will not want to shred. They'll have, they will have pressure on. There's pressure on them too. Not really that much pressure on Stabannon either. Um, they will. They will come in as underdogs playing in the lower league division as them, But that will suit them right down to the ground. Especially a couple of players on the Balon side as well, who like to win finals. But um, yeah. I have no notes in front of me here, I'm just talking and rambling, so this is a bit of a ramble for the two one five podcast. Also, a shout out to Davy High's St. Brides Camogie side. They beat Mac Rangers two eight to one two. Amy McNally and um Eva oh I'm gonna have to hit my notes. Sorry, Eva Dillon got the Mark goal and the other goal why Anne Quigley for the brides. See them They're, that's a three in a row. That's a that's a great that's a great victory for the brides, comogiers. Um, where else? Where else we go? Look, we're, we're gonna we're gonna ramp it up. We're gonna have look, so like we're gonna have a live show previewing those junior finals and the media finals So that's gonna be a bit of crack as well. Um we're going to look at the. We're gonna get Dalton back on to do the junior because he's been the man from the start. We're gonna hear what we said about either team. Uh, I think I had Clyde ranked as low as sixth on stage. On the Tower Rankings. With the Swords Since that. Beating Lan Lear. And they're beating. The, the Wolf Tones. They'll be back. to Tones. That's going to be a really interesting grade there. And it's going to maybe open up for them as well. Um, depending on how the final goes. Anyway. um, What else then we're we going to do. We, we're we going to look towards. The. The. Um, the, the intermediate final, as well. A couple of guests on, and a couple of players. I've chatted a couple of players too. So, it's just, look, there's loads happening on the podcast. Patreon.com forward slash Leonard Prairie. You know that by now. This champ pod is brought to you by Ardy Credit Union, uh, Spits of Drahada, and Defy Sports Apparel. So, really hectic week, absolutely draining, dramatic, frantic, frenetic, all the words you want to use. But it really did live up to an absolutely massive weekend. Another theory I'll leave you with as well. A lot of people are watching the games on Loo TV. So a lot more people are watching it. There's a lot more people therefore talking about it. No, I know other semi-finals, but still, there's people signing up to watch them and get more involved with them, see the penalties, see the drama, see the action. So then it just everything kind of crescendos then. There's loads of people talking about it across the county. And then when you have something that was you really need to talk about, it, it, it just shares the load and just the, the hype and everything goes around it so I just think it's brilliant it was a great weekend reaction action on and off the field and the coverage as well and hopefully in the podcast we can keep it going as well thanks very much for supporting me and signing up thanks very much for my sponsors and thanks very much for you for listening each and every week good luck bye bye that was episode 215 of the Loudon Champ Champod Loud and proud Champauds, brought to you by Defy Sports Apparel and RD Credit Union.